Hey guys, this is Craig, and I'd like to welcome you to the Black Sheep Experience, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the podcast. I deeply, honestly, man, appreciate your presence here very much, and and uh, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, also, this is day eight of the 21 Days of Magical Theory, so we've got seven lessons behind us now, man. We are getting ready to do some real magic, so you should begin to feel like you've got a little bit of a footing here, right? Um, it, it makes a little bit of sense to you, and uh, seven lessons down. Here on day eight, we're going to talk about crafting and constructing sigils, and then days nine and ten, we're going to create an actual spell and do real magic. So before we jump into today's um, podcast, let me just say this. If you're not following the Black Sheep Experience on Facebook or Instagram, dude, please go do that, man. Just Follow, like, whatever it is that you've got to do. Uh, DM me. Let me know you're out there. I really want to know that you're listening, and it's so cool for me to connect with you. I've connected with so many of you over the past three to four months, and it's, it's just been great. And so I love hearing from you. So please take a minute and go and connect with the Black Sheep Experience on Facebook or Instagram. I don't do a lot of uh, a lot of Facebook, but I'm on Instagram like literally all the time. So if you want to really connect and have conversation, that's the best place to do it. Additionally, as you're listening to these lessons, any of these lessons, and something doesn't make sense or you're confused about something I said, you can email me at theblacksheepexperience at gmail.com. You can DM me on Facebook uh, or Instagram, and I'd be happy to answer those questions for you. All right? So here we are, day eight, and we are talking about creating sigils. Now, sigilization um, is one of the simplest and absolutely most effective forms of results magic. It, it's a powerful magic, it's a powerful um, tool. And uh, so it's real magic that we're beginning to deal with here. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's predominant introduction, or I think the potential good reason for its widespread use really came through the practice of chaos magic, right? Chaos magic is what I was originally schooled in. It is uh, my main form of practice still, right? I still am studying it. I'm still learning it. And uh, I love chaos magic. So... I do a lot of work with sigils, right? Um, but sigilization is in almost every magical practice and variant of, of witchcraft out there. It's arguably a very powerful, very workable form of magic. So everybody loves sigils, right? So you're going to learn just a real badass magic technique today. Or you're going to learn how to create the sigil, right? And we're going to learn how to fire it. In lessons 9 and 10. So this is an important lesson. Now, sigil magic um, as it is today was most heavily influenced by a guy named Austin Osmond Spare. And Spare was a well-known artist, uh, painter type guy, right? And for his time, his art was very much in, de in demand. He was very successful um, and uh, kind of a, a, an important guy on the scene, right? And that success was a little short-lived, but his, his art was kind of his claim to fame. But he was the buzz, right? With all the socialites, uh, all the money people, Spare was a really big deal, and his art was in high demand. 
And one of those attracted to Spare's work was a guy by the name of Alistair Crowley, right? And, and uh, that's a dominant name in the magical world, right? And Crowley, not a great guy for sure. I'm not a, I'm not a fan, but obviously a brilliant man and his contribution to the occult world is undeniable. So the two of these, Crowley and, and Spare, become friends, right? You could say they, they had a connection, and Spare was eventually invited to join the Thelemite, Magical Order of Crowley. And Spare, for a time, trained under Crowley, um, and they were very close. But Spare... Um, begin to develop a real dislike for for Crowley in particular, but also Crowley's emphasis on, on the strict hierarchy and the organization and the critical um, ritual uh, found within ceremonial magic. Um, Spare got kind of got a disdain for that, and he really grew to dislike Crowley, and there were kind of rumors um, around the circles, right, that, that Crowley and Spare had had a homosexual relationship between them. And this this really offended Spare, right? This kind of pissed him off. <laughs> and it wasn't because he had a disdain for, for that sexual affinity because most people believe that Spare was either homosexual or bisexual, but it was because he really didn't like Crowley, right? And, um, and he didn't like ceremonial magic. And even following his interactions with those... In the Book of Pleasure, um, Spare writes concern, concerning ceremonial magicians. They're the unemployed dandies of the brothels, right? So he's got a real disdain for ceremonial magic and Aleister Crowley. Now, Spare did go on to continue to learn and to practice and make contributions to the occult. And so he's a skilled magician. Uh, his name is with... Um, many of the of the bigger names within the occult practice, and I think he deserves his space there. But unquestionably, his biggest contribution is sigils. Spare created sigils uh, his way by condensing letters in a sentence and then putting those letters together to create a symbol. Right. So so here's what he'd do. He'd come up with a sentence. Right. He would take the letters of those sentences, that sentence and reduce that down to very few letters. And then he would create a symbol out of the letters and continue to work with it until he had his sigil, which he would charge and then fire. And uh, that was his spell, right? And so um, it's, it's something that you're going to learn today. And it is absolutely considered to be one of the more powerful forms of magical skill even though it's incredibly simple. So what is a sigil? The definition probably describes it as well as anything. So the definition is this. An inscribed or painted symbol considered to have magical power. So what you're getting ready to do right now, which is just really awesome, man, is you're getting ready to create a connect point between you and and powerful magic. And so learning how to sigil uh, um, correctly is easy to do, it's important to do, and you're gonna find it to be incredibly powerful. This is real magic that you're learning right now. So in lesson nine and 10, I'm gonna really try to show you how to create 
a spell or a ritual. And I think that that's going to be really helpful for you. When I first began, I um, looked really diligently just for how do you create your own spell? How do you create your own ritual? And I really struggled to find anything that made any sense. You know, there'd be all kinds of stuff on YouTube and uh, podcasts and things, but but you'd get 20 minutes in, 15 minutes in, and just be like, geez, dude, I haven't learned anything yet. So um, lessons 9 and 10 are also going to be really important. And in lessons 9 and 10, we're going to use your sigil for our magic. Okay? So here's what you're going to need to... Here's the props you're going to need to uh, do this exercise today. And... You can put me on pause or whatever you need to do, but let's let's do this, right? You're going to need paper, and you're going to need a pen or a pencil, and that's it. Um, that's 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 the most this will be some of the most po powerful magical tools you've ever used. Uh, I, I would uh, either pull a couple of sheets out of my magical record if you have a notebook, or get a couple spare sheets or something because you, this is going to get just a little bit messy. All right. So go ahead and get your pen, pencil, whatever, and a piece of paper. Okay, so the first thing that you want to do when, when creating a sigil is specify your intention. Now, for our practical purpose this evening, we're going to use a generic intention to, to illustrate um, how to create an intention and how to create a sigil. So let's say that our want is, I really need a new car. I need a new car. So we're going to create or specify an intention in a sentence that is positive and as if it was already a reality. So your, your sentence may look like this. I love to drive my new car, right? I love to drive my new car. So the next thing you're going to do, you write that down at the top of your, of your piece of paper, right? I love to drive my new car. That's your first step. The next thing you're going to do is create a new line. And on that new line, you're going to get rid of all the vowels. And so what you should have left now is L-V-T-D-R-V-M-N-W-C-R. Now on the next line, you're going to remove all the repeating letters. So in this case, I'm only seeing the repeating letters as there are two R's and two V's. So the two R's and the two V's, they're going to go away. So from this point, what you want to do is begin to make a symbol with those remaining letters, which is L-T-D-M-N-W-C. Right? So there's a lot of letters there. You're going to try to create a symbol including every one of those letters. So after you make the original symbol, now you're going to slowly modify it and simplify it and make it less complicated. And you can simplify it as much as you want to. You're going to keep crafting it, creating it, um, uh, whittling away at it till you get a symbol that, that feels right to you. And, and your intention is going to have to be, I mean, your intuition is going to have to be involved to where you get that symbol and you're like, Hell yeah, man. This is my symbol, right? This is this is what I was looking for. And that's your sigil. That's your sigil.
Now, for a lot of people, um, the next point is you really want to forget the original um, intention statement that you came up with, right? I love to drive my new car. For some people, they can do that real easy, like right away. Other people find that they need to place the symbol in a drawer, or the sigil in a drawer or something uh, for a day or two to forget the original sentence. Because what we're doing here is we're bypassing the conscious mind. We're moving past its negations. We're moving past its reason, its critical thinking. We're moving past the conscious mind and we're working with the powerful, uh, magical connection of the subconscious and the universe. So your unconscious, your subconscious will remember the intention and the symbol will serve as a point of power for our focus. All right, so that's where we're headed in lessons nine and ten. But for this particular lesson, I just want you to get really good at making sigils. So for the next 15 or 20 minutes, just create sigils over and over and over, right? We're not going to use any of them when you're done. You can just throw them away or whatever you want. But you need to get to a place of comfort with that. One additional thing I would like to add, in Alan Chapman's book, Advanced Magic for Beginners, he talks about how some people get lost in the creating process of the sigil, right? They begin to put too much emphasis on the shape and the form and what the sigil looks like, failing to remember that the sigil's not the power of magic, you are, your subconscious is. The sigil is a tool uh, for the subconscious to come alive to the intention and fired into the universe, right? So in his book, Advanced Magic for Beginners, there were even practices where he would have you create a, uh, a, a, a an intention statement and then sigil that, in that intention into like a triangle or just a square. And, and his hope was to prove that it's not the shape and the form and the waves within the sigil that make the difference. You make the difference. The sigil's merely a tool that the mind uses to create magic with the rest of the universe. But we'll dive into all that. We'll, we'll get into this. But now you're getting to a place where the, the magic is starting to get real. Uh, the, the practices are starting to get real. Um, there's an element of caution that goes with working with sigils and we'll talk about that tomorrow nothing scary right no demons devils anything like that but you're working with very powerful magic and so you want to make sure that what you're what you're firing into the universe is really what you want and isn't going to be damaging to others but that'll all be a part of lessons nine and ten for tonight uh, continue the process of just creating sigils all right, guys, I'll talk to you at Lesson 9. Done.